Chapter 1 I knew I'd had some memories removed. I could tell because the removal company sent me payment overdue notices every week. I had just received another such bill, and this one was especially demanding, implying that some unspecified action would be taken to recover their funds if I didn't pay immediately. I wondered what memories I'd had removed. Had I killed someone? Had I seen some grisly death or had an astoundingly bad breakup? Had a doctor told me I only had three months left to live? Forgetting was a drastic response to a dramatic event. What was my dramatic event? I lay in bed in my tiny apartment, staring at the ceiling and reviewing my history, trying to find the holes. It was sort of like trying to discover the hiding place of a needle in a haystack after I'd paid to have the needle removed. When my pal said, hey, it's 11.30, I shook off speculation about my past, rolled out of bed and dressed to greet my brother Arno at Sacco's restaurant. I had lunch with him every Wednesday at noon. I didn't have a car and the buses didn't go that way. My brother did have a car, but refused to drive over to my part of town. He worried that the neighborhood kids, who had promised to protect his brand new Moto 400 for a little pocket change, would instead strip it of everything and leave just the tracker ID chip and the front axle lying in the parking space. I walked. On the way out of my apartment building, I said hello to the doorman, a crusty gray bum wearing two overcoats and three hats piled on top of each other. That day the hat on top was a once-white knit with a pom-pom dangling from one thread. He sat huddled against the entryway, out of the wind. It was his real estate. No one else ever sat there. He looked back at me but didn't move. I wasn't one of his patrons. It was a cold, gritty day in Chicago, much like the day before. Dark-bellied clouds lumbered past overhead, threatening a numbing fall rain. I shuffled south on LaSalle Street, my jacket collar turned up to the wind, my thoughts turned inward to my memories. As I walked along diversity, dodging the land traffic and closing my eyes against the dirt storm whenever a buzz car lurched by overhead, I thought again about the bill I'd received the evening before. Forget what had sent me bills every week for the last month. According to them, I'd paid 2000 in bad money to remove a memory or series of related memories, but I couldn't remember. Of course, I hadn't seen money like that in years, and if I had, I sure wouldn't have wasted it on a forget. I would have spent it on something tangible, something that would have been repossessed if I had left the bad money trail. Forget what couldn't reinstall a forgotten memory. Service had already been rendered. The letters referred to me as Sir, but the computer that generated the impersonal mail really meant deadbeat. I could tell. I could feel the smirk embedded in each one. Okay, so I blinked them. I blinked lots of people. Most didn't bother to complain because they didn't want to admit they'd been taken or because their accounting was so bad they didn't even realize they were out any money. Forget what didn't seem to be willing to forgive or forget. They actually wanted their money. But if I'd paid in real money, they wouldn't have bothered me, and I would have never known I'd had any memories removed. I crossed Hacker Drive and ducked into the Sliver Building. The real name of the building was the Silver Exchange, but no one called anything by its right name anymore. The sliver looked like a bowie knife sticking up out of the ground as though someone inside the earth was trying to cut his way out. I went in through the 4G delivery entrance in the hilt where the couriers delivered packages. Going immediately through a door to the left into the dock area avoided the security guard. I said hey to the flat-faced blonde girl as though I knew her and strode through the piles of pallets and boxes scanning for a small box I could take with me. 
I didn't see anything sufficiently portable, so I slipped through into the catering area, then into the atrium and out onto Craxon. It was a useful shortcut, and the more I used it, the less likely anyone was to notice I wasn't supposed to be there. I also avoided the overhead transit stop where police tended to loiter. People pay to forget stuff that traumatizes them, memories that haunt them, that pull at their lives and bend the flow, memories they don't want to deal with in an honest way. Like Wilde said, no man is rich enough to buy back his past, but now, at least, people who had the money could pay to forget what they had done. Walk in an emotional wreck, walk out a new person. Conscience is clean while you wait. If you were rich, you could be happy. You could steal, cheat, and bribe your way to wealth, and forget everything you did to get your money, forget everyone you ruined, forget everyone you took advantage of. Forgetting is better than a priest giving you some penance and telling you everything is forgiven. Forgetting is true absolution. The guilt is surgically removed.